messages. And I want to give you a story here. This is a shocking story. And uh, some, I researched it online. Some say it's a myth that wasn't true. Some say it's absolutely true. It was a true story. And it is absolutely possible just to show you the power of your thoughts, okay? Because whether you're thinking good, positive, or negative, bad stuff, your mind receives it as a command. Do you realize that? I never realized that, okay? Okay, so the story is this. It's a story about a guy who worked on the railroad. His name was Nick Stitzman. Stitzman. I can't say it. S-I-T-Z-M-A-N. Okay. He was a strong, very healthy, ambitious young railroad, railroad yard man. He had a rep reputation as a very diligent, hard worker. He had a loving wife and two beautiful children. Well, one day the train crews were informed that they could quit an hour early in honor of their foreman's birthday. And while performing one last check on some of the railroad cars, Nick was accidentally locked in a refrigerator boxcar. When he realized that the rest of the workmen had already gone home for the night and left the site, he began to panic. He banged on the doors and shouted. He shouted and banged on the doors until his fists were bloody and his voice was hoarse, but no one heard him. With his knowledge of the numbers and the facts, he predicted that the temperature in the boxcar was zero degrees. Nick's thought was, I can't get out of here, and if I can't get out, I'm going to freeze to death. Wanting to let his wife and family know what exactly had happened to him, Nick found a knife and he began to etch words on the wooden floor. This is what he wrote. It's so cold, my body is getting numb. If I could just go to sleep. And then he said, this could be my last words. The next morning, the crew slid open the heavy boxcar doors, and they found Nick dead. Now listen to this. An autopsy revealed that every physical sign of Nick's body indicated that he had indeed frozen to death. And yet, the refrigeration unit of that car was inoperative. It did not even work. The temperature inside the car read 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Nick actually killed himself by the power of his own negative thoughts. Of course, the rest of that article also said that we too can kill ourselves. We can kill our dreams. We can kill our purpose in life, we can kill our influence on other people if we live by negative thoughts all the time. You can. Okay, now, like I said in the beginning, 
some say this is not a true story, that that's impossible. But Proverbs tells us that as a man thinketh, so is he, or so will he receive, or become. And I know that there are, uh, there's a study called, um, I can't say the one word, N-O-C-E-B-O, <coughs> effect. But the doctors and scientists call it the placebo effect. Anybody ever heard of that? Where they give one group, doing a study, they'll give one group placebos, which are basically sugar pills or nothing, nothing medical with them. And they'll give another group the actual medication. And because the placebo people are told that this will cure what's wrong with them, they actually begin to feel better and they feel cured or get cured or whatever. Okay? But that's how strong it is. So science actually has connected the mind with transformation years ago. And I read in another study that uh, more and more science is confirming the Bible. Okay? They used to say science didn't agree with the Bible, but they're finding out more and more things that they do test and explore that science itself is actually confirming the Bible to be true. Our minds are powerful and our thoughts shape who we are and who we will become. I gave you that scripture in Proverbs. I didn't give you the references 23 and 7. That how many's ever gotten up in the morning and you might say something like, I'm so bad. I'm so exhausted. You know what? Your mind receives that as a command. And your body, when you have a weary mind, you will have a weary body. You can't function the way God wants you to or has designed you to function. And it starts out with that first couple of thoughts. Because why? Because as soon as you think it, most times you will voice it. Once you voice it, you have put that into action because the Bible says your words are creating. They've been creating your life ever since you've been able to talk. That's how powerful words are. Why? Because we made God's image and God said he created us in his image. And when he created everything, he spoke it into existence. So we speak into existence in our life by what we say constantly. Okay? So when the world is constantly affirming how bad things are, we have to make a choice to get up every day and speak words that God says about us, about this life. Okay? And no matter how bad the finances in the world gets, or the situation for food and all that stuff gets, you've got to know that your God will supply for you no matter what. If he has to use a dirty raven to do it, I have a little bit of problem with that, because I like clean food, clean stuff. <laughs> but I guess if I got hungry enough, I'd take it right out of his mouth if I had to, okay? But God will find a way to keep you and to meet your need no matter what's going on in the world. Why? Because we're not under 
the world system, when you give your heart and life to the Lord, you're under God's system now. And he has a new and better covenant of promises to us to take care of us. And he will find a way to take care of you. Job 22, 23 says, 28, sorry, can't read my writing. Thou shalt decree a thing. What does it mean to decree a thing? Speak it. Declare it. Put it out there. Okay? Okay. Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be, it shall be established to you. And I didn't say it might be, or it could be one day, or perhaps it'll be established. No. God said it will be established. Yes, now we know everything's in God's timing because our timing is not his timing because he is not even uh, regulated, ordered by timing. We probably all always have a watch or, or we watch our phone clocks or we punch in, we punch out. We're, our lives are dictated by time. God's not. Okay? Time was created for us. Then the second part of that verse says this. And the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. That's what I want to emphasize today, God's favor over our lives. And the Bible's full of scriptures, and I have a list of ten of them, of what God's favor will do for you and to you. Okay, if you lean upon his uh, favor. It can open doors in your life that you yourself could never have forced open. It can get things accomplished that you're trying to do, maybe, that uh, everybody says can't be done. I remember the story of Jimmy Swagger. How many has ever listened to Jimmy Swagger? And the ministry he has out there, the college, and all, all, all that that he has when he was building the dorms for the students for his college. He wanted, then he lives right along that main highway, I forget what it's called, but he wanted to, was it like that, build that bridge thing, huh? do you remember? No, it was the dorms. Oh, the dorms themselves? It was the dorms, the, the steel and concrete arches okay, that's were, too, were too heavy the way they were made to put on the roof that they did. The crane put them down, they collapsed the whole building. So he went in behind the building and he started to pray in the spirit. Now, because his contractor the, said it can't be done, the right? crane that the contractor had there was costing him $1,000 every hour. So he went and prayed, and the Holy Spirit spoke to him and told him exactly how to prevent that. He came out and he told the head foreman of the contractor. Yes. He said, if you take two by tens, two by twelves, whatever they were, and make like a cushion, just like the vertebrae in your back. Okay. When you jump or fall, those vertebrae shock your bones to keep them from crushing. He said, that's exactly what it'll do to the building. And a contractor, he said, why did I not think of that? He said, I'm the contractor, you're the preacher. He yeah. said, God knows everything. He said, God told He said, that'll work. Well, that's been years ago, and the buildings are still, still standing. Stand. That's right. He has powerful ministry there. So God, 
when you have his favor on his on your life and you're living according to his word, it'll do things for you that you would have never believed. How many remember the story of Queen Esther in the Bible? Okay. You didn't go into the king without being summoned because you would get your head chopped off. You were killed. And she was his wife. She was one of his wives, so to say. And but God told her to save her people to fast probably three days because there was one uh, enemy of the Jewish people and Esther, Queen Esther was a Jew and was taken out of her nation at a very early age to become part of the the harem or whatever the The enemy that was yeah. he was like Hitler that yeah. wanted to assassinate the Jews. He did not know the king's wife, Esther. He was did it? not know. He was not aware that she also was a Jew. Right. So if he had convinced the king to pass the decree that she also would have been killed with all the Jews, he didn't know that. Right. So anyways, if you need to read the story in the Bible of Queen Esther. Powerful. And it's one of the, the uh, benefits of the favor of God that he will give you favor in the eyes of important people who oh, you would yeah. think you'd never have favor with. Awesome. Awesome yeah. what God can do. Yeah. And uh, if you remember the story, she, she she fasted three days for her nation, and then she approached the king, and he extended the scepter to her that she could come in, and he spared her. And there, there was a plan, read the story, and all God's people were saved because she walked in the favor of God and she obeyed God. Okay, now I have a little example here too of, of um, what having favor can do for you. How many ever seen a referee? You ever went to a game or something where they have a referee? And sometimes wear black and white striped shirts or whatever, and they have these big old whistles and they blow. Okay. Well, suppose the wet red of the referee is maybe as big as pastor. Okay. That's not too. You're not big. that big. <laughs> and and the linebacker is as big as stuff. Okay. But. I don't know, I'll say 350 pounds. But I don't know, but that part don't matter. But, and say 165 pounds, 170 pounds. Okay, there's not too much uh, 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 power there that he could do physically against someone like that, the referee. But guess what? When he blows that whistle, that linebacker will stop and he will come to attention. Why? Why? Because he knows that referee has the entire NFL behind him supporting what he's doing. Okay? So that linebacker is going to listen to the referee. Well, the point of that is to tell you we have God behind us and all the hosts of heaven when we're walking in his favor, okay? So when you call in the favor of God, all of heaven comes to attention. Why? Because that's the way God made it. 
your race. Child, he loves you. Amen? Okay, how many's ever heard of the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Mm -hmm. I've heard of it. I've never read it. I don't know what it's about. Well, the guy who wrote that, Robert's. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't say that name. That's a hard name to say. Okay, Robert Kisaki. Is that what you said? Yeah, whoever he is. That dude. He wrote that book, okay? He couldn't get nobody to publish it for him. How many knows you're not going to make any money if you don't get your book published? So he self-published it. On his own name, published it. And he actually sold 40, 48 of them, I believe. 48, I don't know, I wrote it down somewhere. Yeah. He sold like four dozen of them. And then something unusual happened. He got invited on the show, just a little show, Oprah Winfrey's show. <laughs> just a little show he got invited on. And guess what? She endorsed his book. That night alone, just overnight, he sold 100,000 copies. What's that mean? What's that saying? That's saying, if somebody endorses you that has credibility, things will move for you. They will get done. Well, we have God endorsing us according to his word. I don't word. think they got it. I think you need to say that again. Overnight. Overnight. He's still 100. Overnight. Yeah. 24 hours. Not always a week or a month or a year. Overnight. Yeah. Okay, so one way to get the mindset, that negative mindset is, is to begin to declare, what did I say, um, Job 23, 28 said? 22, 28 said? Thou shalt what? Decree, declare, speak a thing, and it will be established to you. So, um, I want to give you, this This actually is like a leap of faith for some people, because some people have never done this in their life. They may have heard it about quoting God's word, but they've never done it. How many know Jody Osteen? Joel Osteen's mother. Anybody ever heard of her? She had cancer. She had uh, oh, she should have died a long cancer time. Cancer of the liver. She should have died a long time. Yeah, probably close to forty years again. She had some kind of cancer. They had to give her a couple weeks to live. And her husband at that time was the leader of the uh, Lakewood Church. John Osteen was her husband, and he was the pastor of that church. And she began gathering up all the healing scriptures she could find in the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. I have a list of them on my phone. It's a hundred, hundred and some. It's a hundred and some. Every day she read them out loud to herself. Those healing scriptures. You know what? He died, went to heaven, and so at least I know 40 years later, she's still alive. 
All signs of cancer disappeared in her body, everything. The word of God is powerful. Yeah. But you've got to put it into action. You've got to speak it. You've got to speak it. That's right. And speak it out loud. Why do you need to speak it out loud? Well, because, number one, Bible says faith comes by hearing. So you need to hear it yourself. You need to hear the word yourself. And most times we're too busy to turn on the TV maybe and listen to a pastor, put a CD in and listen to the word that way or whatever. So when you speak it, you're hearing it. Now you're hearing it. Also, the devil's hearing it. And guess what? He's getting out of that. He's getting the message that you're choosing to believe what God's saying instead of what he's saying to you. He says, you're never going to make it. God said, I know the plans for you. And they're good plans to prosper you and to bless you. He says, you're sick. And you may have something wrong with you physically. But the Bible says we are the healed of the Lord. Are. Oh, it's already done. He, our healing was bought paid for over 2,000 years ago. We've got to receive it. And sometimes that takes faith. You've got to stand on the word of God. No matter what you see. I know there's a, a different name. A little powerful lady. She might be just a hair taller than me. I mean, she's a... Heidi uh, Baker? No, not Heidi. The other dark hair. <coughs> anyway, she had uh, cancer on her chest that stuck out like a grapefruit. Remember who that was? I know who you mean, but I... I cannot think of her name or nothing. You can look it up on the internet. It's, it's true. She would look in the mirror every day at that thing and declare the word of God over it and it dissipated and went out of her body. And she's still alive and well. Just for some reason her name escapes me, but um, the word of God works if you'll work it. Yeah. Work, so work. if there's negative things going on in your life, whether it's through the power of thought or just happening, the devil's getting in there and causing havoc, you gotta speak to that thing. Speak to it and believe what you're speaking. And it will work. It will work. And it may take a little time. Why? Because the devil's stubborn. And you're stubborn. And I'm very stubborn. <laughs> so you've got to, like, stick to your guns no matter what the devil's saying. And declare. So I printed off some of these. Um, uh, Ten benefits of the favor of God. And the challenge that I want you to do, and I don't care morning, noon, night, or in between, it's no biggie. It's going to be big in your life. And at the end of the 30 days, and I'll also I think a good thing would be to, um, when you do these, declare these over you. You're going to read them out loud. Number one, faith produces supernatural increase and promotion. You can find that in Genesis. 
I might re remember Jacob. It was a time of famine. There was famine in the land. But Jacob um, increased a hundredfold in the famine because he obeyed God. God told him to stay in the land. Stay in the stay land. Stay in the famine to yes. show that the world had nothing to do with his blessing. He blessed him in the famine. Yes. If God wants to make, I believe he wants to make his people, that's all of you, who love him and serve him, he wants to make you a sign and a wonder amongst other people. And they'll look at you and they'll say, how the world are they doing that? How come they're not all bent out of shape or what's going on, pulling their hair out, shooting yourself or whatever, robbing and stealing because of what's going on? Yeah, because you have the peace of God. Because you know you have the favor of God on your life. So I printed off of some of these, 10 benefits of favor. Another one is favor produces restoration of everything that the enemy has stolen from you. And I, I would um, uh, encourage you to look up the scripture references that is with every one of these, and you'll see, what do you want to say, abnormal, supernatural things that occurred because of the favor of God on their life, okay? And of course, it's in here about Esther also. Favor produces petitions granted, even by ungodly civil authorities, which is what happened in the case of Esther, that the Jewish nation was saved, and they weren't all annihilated. So, Anyhow, I have a list of these 10 benefits, and I want to give them out to anyone that wants them and wants to take the 30-day challenge to uh, declare these over your life, every day. You can you declare them over your children, too. Want to hand these out, brother? To whoever wants one. Yep. 
God has for you in life. Even if it's just to spread joy, even if it's to be a giver, even if it's to be a teacher, even if it's to be a minister, whatever it is. All believers. A truck driver, a good truck driver. All believers. Whatever, a hairdresser. A all believers hairdresser. are actually Anointed. ministers of the gospel. That's right. All believers. All believers. Not because you have a license, not because That's you right. have a church. But because you walk in the street, you run into somebody and say, Do you know God loves you? Right. You're ministering the good news. That's right. So, number one, uh, for Lee, L is to first begin to look. Look at your life, where you are, where you want to go, etc. The E stands for expect. And in Proverbs 23 18, it says, And your hope and expectation will not be cut off. Yeah, I like Get a hope. You know, uh, Hebrews 11, 1 says, faith is the substance of things, what? Hoped. Hoped for. Don't let the devil steal your hope, no matter what happens, or no matter how many times you get knocked backwards. Just keep hoping and pressing word what you believe God wants and expect it to happen and God will honor his word the A stands for act James 2.17 says faith without actions is dead you can tell me you have all the faith in the world but if I don't see you acting on it it's just words and it's not going to produce Amen. You gotta put your faith in action. So look, expect, act, and the P is for prepare. You know, one time I read where uh, I don't know where I read this from, but it was uh, uh, some Christian article that I read that they're saying, well, you're expecting God to give you a financial blessing. Where are you going to put it? Are you ready to receive it? You know, uh, or you're praying for God to pay all your debt. Well, do you even know how much debt you have? You should know what you want, exactly what you want God to do, and prepare for that. You know, God said He wants to fill up your storehouses, but we ain't got no storehouse. You don't got no bank account. You don't got no safe. You put savings in. You don't got if you're not prepared, you need to prepare for what you're expecting God to do. We know a guy that some years ago, and some of you know him also, that wanted to get married. He wanted a wife. And we kept telling him, you know, wait upon the Lord and expect it to happen and God will bring your wife to you. Well, he bought a bicycle. Wrap for two to hold two bicycles because he likes to ride bike. Talking about expectation and preparing for it. So we're like, that's a good thing, you know, when your spouse comes along, now you can both ride bikes. You know what he did? When it didn't happen, like, I can't snap, I don't know why. I used to be it won't do it anymore. He cut the one. He cut the one bike, rack Sigma Jimmy Bobby off. We're like, okay, where are you going to put her bike? 
He said, I, he said I only have one bike. So he took a hacksaw and cut the other one off. But yet he was praying for a wife to come ride a bike with him. Now, see? So you got to prepare also. Um, maybe you want uh, to buy a new house or something, and, but you have bad credit. Well, get your credit in order. You can get your credit. It'll take some work. It may take some sacrifice on your part of some things here you want to do right now. They might have to wait, pay some bills off. Then you can do those things. So get your credit score in order. You might want to uh, uh, um, join a gym. Well, if you never go down there and join, you're never going to get joined, are you? They're not going to come to you and join you up. You've got to go there. Amen? Mm -hmm. And if you want it to benefit you, you've got to go there. <laughs> Somebody's ever had two membership and didn't do it. You were just paying money for nothing. I did it too before. Now I can get it free and don't go. How stupid is that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, how stupid is that? Really? You know, I mean. But there's things that you want to do, so you need to begin to take the initiative. Get a little spark in your life, you know. Come alive. Get, get some unction. You know, unction when I was going, yeah, right. I was just going to say that when I was going through that thing about five, six years ago, where I had an attack of the enemy with depression so bad, and I didn't even know what I was depressed about or what, and lost all that weight. That would, it was a good thing, but it was a sick loss, so I didn't like it. So I prayed to gain weight again. Now I'm praying to take it off. <laughs> Some people don't know what they want. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I had to pray. Every day I was saying, Lord God, please give me an unction to function. I just need that unction again to do things, to, you know, live again. It was tough. And I thank God his word says, this affliction shall not come a second time. Hallelujah, glory to God. I stand on that word. Amen? Amen. But you need to begin to take some, uh, as God's children, you should not be living at this level. You're king's kids. Do you realize that? We are king's kids. We belong to him. How many king's kids do you know of? Oh, well, I guess some that maybe they don't have a king. They have a queen, maybe. Over there. Do you have a king, too? Yeah. They do? Okay. Well... I'm sure they don't live on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day. They have food. They have probably the best clothing you can buy. You know, I squeeze, if I have to give $6 for a t-shirt, right top, some people give 20 some dollars for one. I'm like, why? You go to Walmart and give three or four dollars. Why would you pay some dollars for a t-shirt? But anyways, but King's kids don't live down here. And we're King's kids. God wants to raise you up a level, yes. You've got to do it according to his word. He has principles he expects you to follow. Because there's principles that he set in place 
is what brings the blessing to your life and the favor to your life. So how many is going to take the 30-day challenge for me, with me, for you, but take it with me for you. It's for your own benefit. Amen? Amen. That's not that hard. If you can't read, well, um, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll uh, maybe record it and let you play it. I don't know. But I'm sure most of us in here can read. You can read out scriptures and declare them over yourself. Amen. Begin to see a difference in your life. Begin to come up another level. You know, water that stays in the same place all the time stinks. It stinks. It becomes stagnant. God don't want us stinking. He wants us to move on up with him. Grow in him. Become what he wants us to be so that we can be uh, valuable to the kingdom of God in the sense of getting the work done. We're his hands. We're his feet. We're his voice in this world today. So just a little bit of encouraging. We try to get rid of that negative thinking. Begin to confess the word of God over your life. And allow God to bring the favor of God into you. Amen? Amen. Amen. You're, you're such good people. You put up with us all. Bless your people. We love you all. We do. We thank you. Thank those that took a vow. And, and um, we believe God's going to get the work done. Amen? Amen. Amen. Because for his glory, it's not for us. It's for his glory. Give them uh, uh, 
favor everywhere they go on this journey. Uh, not just the protection, Lord, but favor where people will bless them with different things or encourage them in different things on this trip, Lord. And I think this is probably about the biggest trip they've taken, at least in a very long time. So, Father God, we're just asking for your glory to go before them, keep them safe from all harm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, yes. amen. Amen. Thank you. Yep. Gonna be good. Yes, it is. Gonna be good. <laughs> yes, it is.